Hey, what's up, How About This listeners? This is Mike Stahl back again for another episode of How About This, and we are so excited to have you here today because this is the beginning of our summer programming, what Jordan and I have dubbed the Summer of Slam. We've been waiting to share these episodes with you for so long. Jordan and I had this wacky idea not too long ago where we were going to just do a whole bunch of podcasts about fighting games and action movies and movies that involve combat and competitive video games and tabletop video games that get competitive. And we just wanted to have a lot of fun with it. We wanted to really tap into the wacky, weird world of all of these things like fighting games and even wrestling and whatnot. So... This first episode was actually recorded back when we first started. This was probably one of the first episodes we've ever recorded for How About This. Probably, we recorded this probably around the time we recorded like our fourth or fifth episode. And it's really niche. It's not really a property that people are as familiar with. Now, we're talking about Capcom a company that obviously I love and obviously Jordan loves the, the amount that we talk about things like Mega Man, Street Fighter, and the fact that Blanca is kind of our unofficial mascot that we kind of put in every graphic that we put out. But it's a little bit of a different take on Capcom. It's not a Street Fighter game. It's not a Mega Man game. It's not a Resident Evil game. This is actually a pro wrestling idea that I had come up with in regards to the Capcom Slam Masters brand of the early to mid-1990s, and what I wanted to do is I wanted to expand that to include all of the great wrestlers that Capcom has had in their stable and in their games for so many years. So I hope you enjoy this. It's a lot, It was a lot of fun to sit down and talk about this, but like I said, when we recorded it, we weren't sure if this was going to be something that could be like an episode that was on its own, maybe more something along the lines of a gimmick episode or an extra episode we can throw out you there, but since we went weekly, we decided to turn this kind of into an entire summer season. So we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff this summer. Like right now we're talking about Capcom Slam Masters. We've got Mario Kart and Mario Party. We've got stuff like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Kill Bill. Um, We have a big summer showdown at the end where we're going to do like a big fantasy tournament at the end of a bunch of different fantasy super fight characters and things like that. So stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun and we really hope you enjoy it. So... Without further ado, and now, introducing the How About This Summer of Slam! What's up, internet? It's Mike Staub and Jordan Hugh back with you for another episode of How About This, a fantasy pitch show where we sit down and talk about some of our favorite properties, licenses, and brands, and how we would handle them if we got our nerdy, grubby fingers all over them. So I'd like to introduce the best host on this side of the world and the universe, Mr. Jordan Hugh. What's going on, my friend? That is such a kind introduction. Like, you always go above and beyond to introduce me, and then I feel like the audience is just like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. (laughs) You're always like, this he's the king of the planet and of the universe and the lord of the stars, and he moved the moon from its original position. I'm just like, "I'm, I'm a regular guy, and I've got nothing good to say. Note to self, scratch off what I wrote at the end of the episode. He already said it. Damn it. We are good. King of stars and moons. Yeah, you could, you, could still, you could still say that if you want. Let me, let me try to get one back to you. I am so thrilled to be co-hosting this show yet again with my best friend, Mike, who is also a terrific wizard and rock star uh, philanthropist, billionaire, uh, I, what did I miss? I don't know. I what don't else know. do you I, do? I, unfortunately, I'm not a billionaire. Don't and, don't tell them that. Yeah, but I do donate to things. So I they mean, need I to guess, think that you're wealthy and powerful. Oh, uh, you're right. Because I have a podcast, so I get all that sweet ad money. All the sweet ad money. We should get an OnlyFans. <laughs> Whoa, hey now. Oh, I don't know. oh baby. Oh. 
Is oh, that a little man. blue? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's not blue enough. So we've talked about a lot of things so far in this show that kind of exist already. We've talked about movies and comic book characters and video games and stuff that already exists. We already, we had episodes where we crossed over mediums. We had episodes where we talked about a sequel, where we talked about kind of a reboot. Now we're in a strange we're in, place We're in today. New, new, new water, new this water is, today. This is, this is a very strange place to be in today. And I think we are going to have some fun with it because we are tackling something incredibly hypothetical like this idea has almost no chance of happening like yeah. the sequel to the mummy is yeah. more likely to happen than what we're about to talk about today however uh, uh, first first let me say that the sequel to the mummy better happen or i'll be like bitterly disappointed that we put all that time in and then what i'll say about today's episode before you reveal what it is is that this is such a niche episode. If you're actually listening to this episode once you realize what we're going to be talking about, you know, kudos to you. This is a niche of a niche of a niche. This episode is for like the 1% of 1% of people that like both of these things we're about to talk about. However, it was an idea that sprung up via a text message that Jordan and I were having. <laughs> and I said, you know, this would be a really good idea for a game, a video game. And we just kind of went off on it. And I left the conversation and started typing stuff down for no reason. Once Jordan and I decided we had a name for this podcast, I said, this might be a really good idea for like a bonus content episode or like maybe a quick one, but I don't think it's going to be a quick one. I have a funny feeling that this is actually going to be fairly long and we're going to get really into... No, none of our episodes of are quick. They're all no, long. But no. none of, we, we don't shut up. Tell the audience what we're talking about because there's someone listening to this podcast right now being like, these fucking guys don't ever actually say what they're going to talk about. You're right. You're 100% right. It takes us too long. We, we build up too much anticipation. But what we're going to talk about today is a fantasy pitch for a video game developed and created by Capcom. But its style breaks away from what Capcom normally does. And I think that it would be a brilliant idea for Capcom to make yet another wrestling video game. It has been many, many years since Capcom has made a wrestling video game. And we know Capcom and their properties like Mega Man and Street Fighter and Resident Evil. But back in the 90s, Capcom not only made a bunch of fighting games, Capcom produced two excellent arcade wrestling games called Saturday Night slam masters oh yeah which i think in name alone evokes something that i want evoked when i think about wrestling or professional wrestling it also definitely sounds like porn and i think that's why oh. they got rid of it it's 100 percent <laughs> porn don't you dare cut what i'm saying right now from this episode saturday night slam masters is a porn but yes it was also a great game yes yeah <laughs> That's true. Well, Super Smash Brothers is also a game, so maybe it won't go <laughs> that's, away. That's also a very pornographic title, but I guess we'll give Smash Brothers the buy. <laughs> so Saturday Night Slam Masters was a video game. <laughs> no, I'm not just going to laugh it's every time you say it. You, you can't not. So it was a, Capcom created two wrestling games for the arcade back in the 90s, and Saturday Night Slam Masters first came out in 1993 in arcades and then eventually it was ported to the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis and the FM Towns Marty which is a Japanese only like PC console that I've played a handful of games on and I haven't played this game on it. So these games are popular in the arcades. They're very simple arcadey wrestling games and I've played it on the Super Nintendo as well and they're very simple arcadey wrestling games. One of the most notable features of this game is that it features some characters or at least one very very recognizable character that you see across other capcom titles now there are some characters from capcom that cross over their series so you've got saturday night slam masters you have final fight and street fighter they're all kind of within the same universe so you have two fighting games and a side-scrolling beat-em-up but when it comes to some of these video games, you actually see these characters pop up. Like in Street Fighter Alpha, you see Guy pops up from Final Fight in Street Fighter Alpha 3. You have Cody pops up from Final Fight. Here are two of the three selectable characters in Final Fight. And in Slam Masters, you have Mike Hager, who is the mayor of Metro City in Final Fight, but he's an ex-pro wrestler. Something in 1993 sounded ridiculous. <laughs> 
And now it's now it's our reality. Now this is the world we live in, and this has kind of been the world we lived in for about twenty years since Jesse Ventura was what the governor of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yes, governor of Minnesota. He he was unbelievably yes he was. Actually, it seems like pro wrestling is an easier way to launch your career than say you know going to a university and studying the things you need to know to govern. Well, I have to say this: if you could cut a wrestling promo that gets people fired up, there's a good chance you could probably run for office and get elected. Oh, Um, you're right. That's just how it works. That's how it works. Listen here abraham lincoln imagine macho man is like the governor of florida i'm gonna oh yeah we're gonna Ma- vote macho man rest in peace would have made an amazing governor of florida yeah. i think he would have given the people of florida everything they could ever want in a florida governor Ooh, we're gonna have a hand recount oh yeah <laughs> We're going to party like it's the year 2000. I've got a dimpled Chad just for you. I should have went with hanging Chad on that. That sounds more intimidating. Ooh, yeah, I got a hanging Chad. You know what you give the hanging Chad? You give him the smelling elbow smash. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Sadly. I didn't mean to dunk on Florida so hard. You guys got Disney World and some oranges, and I like your key lime pie. I apologize. Key lime pie is the best, the best. I was also born. I was born in Miami. I didn't stay. I'll give you that. I do like key lime pie. That's like one of the one things I have to get every time I'm in Florida. Key lime pie and biscuits and gravy. Tasty pie. Ooh, biscuits and gravy. Oh, forget it. Biscuits and white sausage gravy. There. Oh my lord! I forgot you used to be fat. You know all the good stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. That still comes out, by the way. Yeah. The people will come up to me and they'll be like, hey, Mike, what do you think about this type of food? Well, what you got to do is you got to have it like this, this, this. and they're like, that's amazing. I'm like, yeah, well, you know. Yeah. I'm sure plenty of people who listen to us know exactly what you look like. Some people do not. Uh, Mike looks like he could never have possibly been fat ever in his life. He's one of the thinnest, fittest people I know. But to hear him talk about food, you suddenly realize there's a dark backstory. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like that's my original sin, you oh, know? Yeah. And I keep, like, trying to not backslide you were a, into it. You're a gluton. Yeah, I was like, I'm a gluton. <laughs> <laughs> mm, peaches. Um, back to this ridiculous topic we're about to talk about. And I do have to say, it was your goading, Jordan, that got me really to del- dive into this with one particular character. But we can talk about that oh, in a little bit. He'll He's have his time. He'll have, oh, he is. I think he is. I think he, he is. is. So he can be whatever he wants. Saturday Night Slam Masters famously stars Mike Macho Hager, who is previously in Final Fight, but this game takes place before Final Fight because Final Fight is a game that happens when he's mayor and he's trying to save his daughter from a bunch of your typical late 80s, early 90s street punks. And eventually, you know, you throw a guy out of a building and whatever. But he's a pro wrestler walking around his city, beating up his own citizens to save his daughter's (laughs) life with her boyfriend, Cody, and for some reason, some karate expert named Guy. That's Final Fight. Doesn't make any sense, but I love it. So those games also actually also crossed over with Street Fighter. And you actually see some of the characters from Street Fighter Alpha are actually in Final Fight, like Relento and Sodom and Poison. Like these characters show up later on. And there's this big kind of, it's not really like a cross universe, but it's all part of this kind of Capcom fighting universe. They all kind of exist in the same world. It's like six degrees to Ryu. Yeah, exactly. It really is though. It really is because those characters pop up all over the place and like, when you realize that all the Street Fighter games kind of happen out of sequence, so you've got like the original Street Fighter, and then you've got Street Fighter Alpha 1, 2, and 3. 1, 2, and 3 Alpha all take place between Street Fighter and Street Fighter 2. Then you have Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5, and then Street Fighter 3 takes place at the end. So it's kind of like they're all out of place. It's confusing. Oh, sure it is. I got to tell you, I'm usually the advocate for like more storyline in games. I think Street Fighter needs less. Surely you must find it ridiculous. Why why the uh, complicated timeline for a fighting game makes no sense. Why does why all these sequels, prequels, reboots, remakes? What it's just, it's just put them in a ring and fight. It's okay. I think the issue with it is that Ryu got really old by the end of Street Fighter Three, and I think they want to tell a story about a younger Ryu, and I think it put them into a corner because they re- originally released Street Fighter Three. I think, and I might be wrong. I don't know if the original version, the original release of Street Fighter Three, had Ryu and Ken or Chun Li in it. I think it was all new characters. It's centered around a character we'll talk about later named Alex, who is a pro wrestler from New York. And the game didn't do very well. The game actually didn't do very well, or it wasn't popular until they released Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, which then brought 
back some of the more popular characters, and then you get that lovely Ken versus Chun-Li parry-off from oh, one of the first EVO yeah. tournaments of all time. I go, the full parry combo. Full I had that re- listed as my religious status for a while on Facebook, was the Daigo full parry combo video. That is a holy moment. That is something to witness. That is a bit of a miracle. I still That's- take that out occasionally to watch it. If you ever are having a bad day and you need to instantly cheer yourself up, watching that room erupt as he parries all of those kicks is one of the best videos and experiences you can get on the internet. Yeah, it's so good. And, and actually watching those three matches in succession, and they're all, they're all short matches, mm-hmm. it just tells a great story. great story. They go one for one in two really narrow matches. It, it looks like, you know, Ken is, is totally going to lose the match. And then you have this amazing full parry into the combo to win. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it's cool too, because Justin Wong is, he's an American Street Fighter player, Marvel vs. Capcom player. Daigo Imahara is a Japanese player. So it's cool. It's like the world coming together you got all these people from all over the world watching these guys play a fighting game and as a video gamer who likes sports but doesn't like make it his life watching stuff like that is so great because i think it brings the whole community together and i think it brings us something to watch and i think that's very important i think video games can be a great way for people across the world like music right i agree that That video the daigo full parry combo video that was like my flashpoint moment into esports of being like i could just watch people play games and i'm fully entertained by this Mm -hmm. and i suddenly understood for the first time in my life how watching a sporting event could be any fun at all because that was never something I identified with. Exactly. And when you're watching people at the top of their game playing something like Street Fighter, something that we grew up playing like crazy, it's it's very special. It has like this kind of weight to it to people like us. And not everyone will get it. Just like not everyone understands tennis or not everyone understands baseball or why people care so much about football. Stuff like that. Seeing a, a big win in a game like Street Fighter at Evo or something similar is very, very special. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic today too. Because one, I love Capcom. I'm a Nintendo diehard fanboy from here until the end of my life. I've been a Nintendo fanboy my whole life, but my second favorite video game company on the planet is Capcom. I love their games. Their games are in my top five without a doubt. There's at least one or two of them in my top five games of all time. And I love the celebration of their characters. Oh, sure. Which is why I think that something like this, a project like this, could be a really cool way for Capcom to utilize a lot of characters from their, from their stable. Yeah. I know we're going to get more from you on this in a moment, but I thought I would kind of (laughs) illuminate what my history with wrestling games are, because even amongst fighting games, wrestling games are kind of their own thing, which is really what what makes this a carved out niche episode. And I'm going to ask you about your wrestling game history too, and I I know you have more to say, but the two wrestling games I played most as a kid, and this is totally real, I mean, lots of hours were dunked into these, was the WWF Royal Rumble game. on the SNES, I, yeah. hundreds of hours, I think, lost that game. And I was never even any good. I would just wait till somebody ran at me and I'd throw them out of the ring. That was my only <laughs> strategy. I was very bad at it. And then, of course, WWF Superstars on the Game Boy was the other game I played constantly. That game is, is terrible. I think it's objectively like a pretty bad game. But it sold a hell of a lot of copies. And I just, I love the character selection on it because you had like, you know, very, very popular wrestlers in that game. You had, you know, Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, you had The Undertaker. But you also had kind of like, very weird choices. The, the Mountie was a selectable character in that game, which I just appreciate. Mr. Perfect is in there. One of the classic heels. He got Million Dollar Man. These were good games. Oh, Sid Vicious. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was in there, too. Psycho Sid? Psycho Sid. Oh, man. Man, that leg break video is still one of the worst things on the internet. Oh, man. Talk about that, that video will ruin your day. It has the opposite. Ruin your day. Wow. I was just going to ask, what what is your history with, with wrestling games? Like, you, of course, I know Nintendo, Capcom, you're a diehard. What was the moment where you're like, oh, my God, wrestling games are, are bitching? Okay, so wrestling for me was something that I got into a little later in life. I didn't really get super into the the 80s wrestling. Like, I liked Hulk Hogan as a kid. I had a lot of wrestling action figures. I had... You're a little Hulkamaniac? A little bit. I like the Ultimate Warrior, too. <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm ripping open my <laughs> shirt, and I have a fully chiseled chest with abs and definitely no love handles. I look amazing. I want you to picture that. You're all missing it because this is a audio medium. I'm so, all oiled up for some reason, too. I apologize. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... I liked Hulk Hogan as a kid. I had a lot of the action figures that would like perform the special moves and stuff like that. I had a really cool Ultimate Warrior figure that I really loved. Yeah, you were definitely a warrior kid. Parts you know, unknown. <laughs> I didn't really watch much of it as a kid, but I got into wrestling when a lot of people our age got into wrestling with what they call the Attitude Era. Oh, Attitude Era, sure. So the late 90s with Stone Cold, 
The yeah. Rock. He was the, the Undertaker, king. the Kane, Mankind. These are the guys I grew up watching, at least in my preteen and teen years. And back in like seventh and eighth grade, and even through ninth and tenth grade, so the late late nineties, early two thousands, it's like that's what people watched every Monday and or every Thursday night. We would watch either WCW Nitro, WCW Thunder, WWF Monday Night Raw, WWF SmackDown, and then obviously eventually it became WWE, and then WWE ate everything up, and now it's all one company. And there are other companies that are trying to compete, but WWE is just massive. But when it comes to video games, my first experience with wrestling video games was the WWF WrestleMania arcade game that was both in the arcade at the mall by my house and one of my friends had it growing up for the PlayStation. Now this was a different side of the wrestling game where you were talking about Royal Rumble and you were talking about WWE, WWF superstars on the Game Boy. The arcade game, as its name suggests, is much more arcadey than, say, your average wrestling game that could get fairly technical. Right. Now, my first experience with, with wrestling games was that, with the arcade game, which I always thought was a lot of fun. It was a bit more of like a fighting game than your average wrestling game because you could do some special moves, you could do stuff like that, but it was ridiculous. It was made by Midway. I think it came out in like 1995. The characters, when you would use like their hard strikes, their body parts would change. So like Razor Ramon, when he would hit someone with a hard attack, his arm would actually like turn into a big like blade like a razor right just like in real life just like in real life hey yo hey chico hey chico <laughs> that guy was white that guy was very white i feel bad now i started playing that game with my friends and i enjoyed it and then as i got more into wrestling in the late 90s the games that got me really into wrestling games were actually less arcadey and, and incredibly technical by a company named aki or aki but i'm pretty sure it's aki as a japanese developer they're famous for a series of games called fire pro wrestling from the super nintendo that's kind of continued out through now but aki made four games on the nintendo 64 and they were four of the best wrestling games ever. So you had WCW versus NWO World Tour. Then you had WCW versus NWO Revenge. And then they moved over to WWF and they did WWF WrestleMania 2000. And then the best wrestling game I've ever played, which is WWF No Mercy, which was a game where you could create your own superstar and you could go through these belt quests. And it was super technical, but it was slow and fun and ridiculous. And it had everything about it that was great about 90s wrestling. And I think I spent hundreds of hours in this game creating characters, creating my own characters, creating characters I liked from WCW or old WWF characters that didn't exist anymore. Like I would go in and make Hulk Hogan or Macho Man or if there was a new guy who came into WWF that wasn't in the game, those of us who would play it would sit down and create these characters. And we tried to make it our own, right? So right. everyone's WWF No Mercy was different because you had so many creatable characters and you could change the stables around and you could make versions, people would make their friends or they would that's make great. other people. That's like a precursor of a lot of stuff that came later. That's of really course. cool. Yeah. yeah, and it was really, really ahead of its time. And you could put your characters on a little memory card and you could bring it to your friend's house and you could play with your characters there. So then you could do 50 person Royal Rumbles and you could do all this stuff and it was a lot of fun. It was slow and it was technical, but there was some, it was a great energy about it. And at the same time, I believe a company by the name of Ukes started making the SmackDown game. Games, which were less technical, but they weren't full-on arcade wrestling games at that point, but they were still pretty good. They were a little bit easier to grasp, and then that was kind of the style that WWE had gone with for the future, whether it was SmackDown versus Raw, they got into like the WWE 2K games. They were much more in that that speed. And those games are good, but I don't think anything is really as good as the N64 games that came out towards the end of the N64's life. So that's really my experience with wrestling games. But I've noticed that with the niche you're talking about is that within the niche of fighting games uh, that are wrestling games, there's another niche within that. Like there's another split. You have your standard wrestling games and then you have your arcade style wrestling games. Arcade style wrestling games are typically, they're a bit simpler. They're not as much to do or not as much complicated stuff to get into, but they kind of sacrifice being overly technical and obtuse with being incredibly fun and fast. So I kind of appreciate both styles of game, but I think for Capcom and their pedigree, I think it's better that any wrestling game they make moving forward leans a little bit more on the arcadey side of things, because what do people want to see from Capcom? They want to see bright and colorful 
and wacky with these ridiculous characters that come from all these series. And they want to see stuff where they can have a lot of fun and the hits hurt really bad. And every grapple and every throw and every slam, just like you can feel it. But it's almost too ridiculous, but just at the right point to where it makes sense. Just like Street Fighter, right? Yeah. Well, I think think we we have always been big fans of, obviously you have diverse tastes and interests when it comes to these kinds of games, but but I'll speak for myself. I've always had the most fun with games, fighting games that were totally ridiculous because for once in all of my gaming experiences, I was not particularly bogged down with story or exactly how a thing worked. Sometimes you just like to learn a few moves, mash some buttons, take a look at your meters and go for it. And never was that easier or more fun than with games like Marvel versus Capcom 2 or Tatsunoko versus Capcom. And it's, it's those elements that I really appreciate. But now when you start talking about the sensational elements of these kind of create-your-own-adventure wrestling games and all the gravitas and the spectacle that comes along with wrestling, you kind of get into this epic gaming experience. And I mean epic in the sense of like Breck's epic theater. You know, you're coming to the, the ring and the fans are on your side and you're fighting for the people and something crazy and amazing is going to happen. I totally get that. And I, I think you're 100% right. There's something that speaks to me about fighting games in general, especially the more ridiculous ones, like the Street Fighter games or the forget it when you get into like the versus series that's ridiculous when you're fighting right. the sentinel versus ryu and wolverine like that's ridiculous and i love it I think stupid so sentinel cool. he's too good too good now, i love that about it and i think that's part of the reason why i like this idea that i'm running with right now because it takes these cra- characters that really have no business being together and putting them in these games like marvel versus capcom 3 you could fight like doctor strange deadpool and hagger versus zero from Mega Man with Am- amaterasu the the wolf from okami and wolverine Right. Oh, and you know, you got to get my Darkstalkers in there, oh, man. Yeah, you got to get Morrigan and you got to get Felicia and all these characters too. So there's so many great characters that are here. They have so much character and so much, I don't know what the, t- the proper word is, but they're just over the top. They almost fit the wrestling bill, right? They fit the bill because wrestling is supposed to be insane sure. and over the top and the characters are over characterized and everything is hyperbolic and everything is so over enunciated escalated to a point where it's like i shouldn't like this at all because it's so silly but because it's <laughs> right. so silly i can do nothing but love it and anyone who's been to a live wrestling event whether it be something like wwe the only wwe event i've ever been to i went to the the raw that happened after SummerSlam about three or four years ago at the barclay center in new york on my like seventh or eighth dating anniversary with my wife and i did not know what to expect because i'm used to watching wrestling on tv and i'm like okay cool you hear the announcers and i'm gonna lose something there not only did i not lose anything by going to see this event live it was so so much better because you're in a room where everyone is just screaming at these people to do special moves and tricks and to beat each other up and to give us their catchphrases. You know, it's just like, it's theater. It it's is theater. theater. Yeah, it's totally it's theater. theater. It's ridiculous. I can't believe you've only been to one wrestling event. I would have dragged you along to more had I, I known. Know. I know. I've been to two. I've been to one WWE event and then I've been to Kaiju Big Battle. Oh which my God. is so good. Totally counts. Totally so, counts. So, so good. For those of you who might not be familiar with Kaiju Big Battle, <laughs> oh Kaiju Big Battle is when wrestlers, and from what I gather, and obviously this is all hearsay, it's actual pros who are working, possibly with some of the bigger companies on their days off. It's wrestlers that dress up as like Kaiju monsters and fight in a ring, but on the floor of the ring is like a cardboard city. So they're like giant Kaiju monsters beating each other up. And they have a story that's been going on forever. <laughs> And it's just everyone cheers for the faces. Everyone boos the heels. It's it's great. It is great. And you can see like Dr. Cube, who's like their big evil villain fight like this giant hell monkey. It's so good. It's so good. I, I loved it. And it was like one of those things where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to lean into this and love it for what it is. And it's completely ridiculous. So how do we distill all of these things about we what we love about all of these different genres and subgenres? How do we distill this into one playable game? Okay. Well, we've been talking about stuff for a bit now. And we've been I've been throwing around things. You've been throwing around things. So I think it's time to get into the pitch at least Uh, i'm ready i'm super ready i'm i'm saturday night slam master ready put it that way so how about this all right my idea is called for now because saturday night slam masters might not be the best title because of yeah though i am i am tempted to call it that i'm running with the idea for capcom pro wrestling 
or Capcom Championship Wrestling? I endorse this. I would also endorse Capcom Slam Masters. I actually think that's also great. What I want this game to be is exactly what the idea of the original game kind of evokes. Saturday night, wrestling, loud music, people wrestling in the ring, doing ridiculous moves, really capturing that awe and glamour and sort of grime of late 80s, early 90s wrestling. Oh, sure. The glow factor for sure, yeah. Like glow. Like what makes glow so good? Oh, well, well, part of what makes glow so good is how it celebrates what 80s wrestling was. And I love Glow. Glow is one of my favorite shows on Netflix. And a big part of it is how like that kind of atmosphere, right? The 80s neon and, and like glitter and sweat. I think it's just like something that's just screaming to be made into a video game. Now, I think Capcom should go back to their roots a little bit when it comes to like Slam Masters and create a wrestling game that is a couple of steps away from being your typical fighting game. A couple of steps away from a street fighter. Make it more of a wrestling game. Now, we don't have to lean too hard into the technicality of it we don't have to make it like a wwf no mercy but let's lean a little bit into the arcade style of things let's make it wacky and ridiculous and over the top and let's include all of these wonderful characters all of these wrestlers that capcom has under their umbrella let's bring them in and let's make a game that celebrates these characters old and new and pit them off against each other i've been playing a game recently for the xbox 360 called wwe all-stars which i think is a really good jump off point for something like this it still has a bit of the technicality of a wrestling game but it's ridiculous it's over the top all the characters are blown out of proportion the moves are insane like when the rock does his rock bottom he jumps like 10 feet in the air and slams the guy on the ground and oh yeah it's great it's great and the sensationalism of it i think would work really really well for something like capcom and i just want the game to have the kind of electric energy and this like i'm calling it like a foggy glitz of like smoke machines and glitter of the late 80s and early 90s professional wrestling and the street fighter games tend to take place in the late 80s and the early 90s so it should really kind of capture that and i want it to really also capture the over-the-top cartoony and arcadey kind of joy that these games bring to me i've been playing a lot of street fighter 5 lately and i love street fighter 5 though i think street fighter 4 is is much better i'm gonna go out there and say that but street fighter 5 had some trouble getting out the gate because it was lacking in a lot of content. So I just want this game to be a content-rich wrestling game that there might be a lot of unlockables and there might be a lot of story stuff that you can do and there might be all these wacky things that you can do. But I want it to have a lot to do and be filled with content, alternate costumes, secret characters, everything oh, yeah. that we love out of these old fighting games that makes them great. It's oh, like, yeah. oh man, I'm gonna have to play through the story mode so that I can unlock Zangief or unlock Hagger or unlock one of these other characters. And I want characters from the entire Capcom library to come out and wrestle. All right, like who? Like who do you want? All who right, do you so want from the, who, who's coming out of the library? Who's jumping out of the box? Just give me right. a couple. So let's let's give you a couple. I have a roster actually. Oh, you have a full roster? I want the full roster now. Now. All right, all right. So I have a full roster of characters. This is this is comes with the game. This is not DLC. This is not DLC, though not all of them will be unlockable out of the out of the gate. Mm, okay. Because I want the I want the player to have to play through the game a little bit to get some of these characters, right? Some of these characters are really special. Who do, who do you get in the the regular unleaded roster who do you get for the just the, the base the I've base got, game i've got like 20 characters in the base game i want to hear all 20 okay so first and foremost i want the poster child of this game and this is probably because i've been playing a lot of street fighter 5 and probably because i've been watching a lot of glow but i want the poster child and the main character of this game to be a wrestling character that capcom introduced in street fighter alpha 3 now i get it her costume is ridiculous and i think it probably <laughs> i already to, know who you're talking about go ahead i think it needs to probably have some changes made to it but i want the lead character of the game and kind of the hero of this quote-unquote story to be our mika or rainbow mika who is a japanese pro wrestler from street fighter and she's everything i want in a wrestling game it's everything that i'm looking for in a character gigantic boobs well i no. said it i said it. you didn't say it you said it <laughs> i didn't say it google image this character if you don't know who we're talking about and tell me if the boobs don't strike you first they i, I think though none of her moves involve striking you with her boobs that i know of i don't know no definitely not but she's a wrestling character that's a pro wrestler so first and foremost check one sure ne needs a shirt Needs a shirt. Check two. I want to amend this. Maybe she loves showing those off. I, I don't know. We should give her the freedom 
she deserves. Exactly. Character has great energy. Her wrestling moves are ridiculous. It's just everything I love about wrestling. And a very positive character as well. Yeah, very positive, very Fun, joyful. Cheerful. That, and she's not very good. Like she's not great in Street Fighter Five, which is why it would be cool to have her in a a game where she's kind of like not the title character, but like Ryu isn't technically the title character of Street Fighter, but he is. The game's about uh, kind of about his story, even though every character has their own story. And then she represents the new school, right? She represents the new young wrestlers that are coming into this Capcom Wrestling Association. Then I want them to bring back Mike Hager from Final Fight and Marvel vs. Capcom Three and Saturday. Night Slam Masters is kind of like the older spokesperson of the league, right? Nice. Not that he he's not like the Vince McMahon, he's not like the commissioner, but he's like the Triple H or the Undertaker or someone from the old school that's still kicking and still can bring it. And in word, that word. same instance, I want them to also utilize a character that we love and know, made famous by Street Fighter 2 and of course Wreck-It Ralph. Zangief has to be in this game. Oh, you can't you can't have this game without without Zangief. If you don't have Zangief in a wrestling game made by Capcom, then you have failed, my friends. You I have just want to I want to add an unlockable character. No, we're not up to that yet, but I I want to add the bear that gave Zangief those scars. Absolutely. I just think an that's old great. bear. Just an old bear that's just like He's here for revenge. He's from Siberia and he's, he's through with Zangief's shit. I love it. I would sign up for that in a heartbeat. I and the character needs to have no name. He's called no, the bear. The bear. That's it. Yeah. Don't, don't even mess around. Or even we can do indefinite article bear. A bear. A bear. <laughs> Lowercase a. A bear. <laughs> I also then want them to bring in from Street Fighter 3 and also in 5. There's... And he's also in Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Alex, who was the main character of Street Fighter 3. He's a pro wrestler from New York. And I think he would be a really cool character to add. He's also a wrestler. And it would be a really cool character to add to give some love to Street Fighter 3. Even though people actually love that game. They, a lot of people think that's the best Street Fighter. You know. It's not a character that you see as frequently in other titles. So it's really, it would be really cool to bring him in. And also, there's so many wrestlers that have shown up at the Street Fighter games. You have Hakan, who's from Street Fighter 4. He's like the Turkish oil wrestler. I just remember this oily, oily man. That's all I think of him. Just a slippery, oily guy. I think that's amazing. And I also think on top of that, why not throw some love at the sumo? Why not bring oh, in E Honda? Honda. Right? E Honda would be great with his chops and his slaps and his like his bear hugs and all yeah, he's that our, stuff. He's our Yokozuna. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's our Yokozuna. And then you need a giant, right? You need like a Andre the Giant type character to represent the big guy. So that's when you have a character like Hugo from Street Fighter 3, who is also sort of in final fight. They called him Andre in, the, in that game, which is just Japanese katakana for Andre. And he looks a lot like Andre the Giant. So I think that's a really cool character to fit. And he could also bring in his manager, Poison, who always is tagging along with Hugo in the video game. So she's also really cool to bring in there as well. Then a personal favorite of Jordan's and... This spawned out of his idea, but, and I think he's 1000% right. I'm going to let you give the, uh, give this part of the roster. Listen, uh, it's Blanca. It's absolutely Blanca, the green monster man with orange hair, whose distinct look and ridiculous backstory and equally ridiculous moveset has made him a mainstay in these games. I think if you're putting a wrestling game together, you need this guy to be your, as you said, your, your, your mankind or your, sure, your kind of hidden ultimate warrior type character where it's just like they're they're gonna let this guy wrestle what what is he even doing here but more on Blanca later. Yeah, we're going to get more into that later, but I think Blanca is a great pick. I think what you do with these characters too, since Blanca literally shoots electricity out of his body, I think you have to tone that down a little bit. For oh no, game. no, it's fully in. <laughs> fully in. We are full electric or we are no Blanca. <laughs> yeah, no, he needs to have his full access to the full move set. Full move set. Okay, I like it. I like it. I also think that a really good way to cross over into other series is to also bring some characters in from Mega Man, like Gutsman, right? How cool would it be if oh one my of the God. wrestlers in this game OG was Mega Man. Man. Just Gutsman, just this big, hulking robot with that weird jaw, and just he, <laughs> he just throws bricks. Like, that's great. How could you not love that? Totally. And, then, and then you throw some love at the, at the luchadors with El Fuerte from Street Fighter 4, who's a friend of Blanca's. And I believe they have some sort of like friendly rivalry going on with him, Blanca, and, um, and Dan for all reasons. Like Dan is Blanca's best friend. So you can even get, because of Blanca, you can get some, some appearances from a character like Dan. Love it. And then, and then I want to bring in some lesser known characters. 
like uh, Natashiko from... She's not a playable character in Street Fighter, but she's Armika's tag team partner in the story, and she's never been playable. But I think if you're going to make a wrestling game, she should be a, definitely she should be a playable character, especially if you want to do stuff with tag team matches and you want, to, you want to bring those characters in. You want to develop some new characters specifically for this series or for this game. Sure. I also think Birdie from Street Fighter Alpha and the original Street Fighter would be a really good pick. Yep, good one. Niche favorite. Niche favorite. There's there's that crowd of people who who are just monstrously good with this guy, and they can you know they do all those chain grabs and all that stuff. He's awesome. I think he does some really great wrestling moves. And then from Saturday Night Slam Masters, you can bring in Biff Slam, <laughs> Biff Slamkovic, or Blick or Biff Slamkovic who was kind of like one of the main characters in that game, just once again to throw another bone to the, the old crowd. And then I'm getting into some more obscure stuff here that these characters aren't as fleshed out, but I think that a game like this could flesh them out a little bit. You have Demon Machami, who's a background character from the Street Fighter series, but a pro wrestler. You have Gerald Golby, who's from Street Fighter Three. Also another pro wrestler character that exists within the Capcom uh, pantheon of wrestlers. And then you have a character like the Wraith from Slam Masters 2, who looks like this kind of ghost evil wrestler that fits kind of almost like the Undertaker role. with a scary evil wrestler. Sure. I also think that if we're going to have Zangief, we might as well have Mecha Zangief because who doesn't love the robot version of Zangief? Sure, we'd probably put Mech versions in of a lot of characters. Probably, probably, because why not? It's it's Capcom. They love oh, robots. Yeah. Sure, giving some love to the Darkstalkers franchise. I want oh, the yeah. big the big guy from Dark Darkstalkers. His name is Victor von Gerdenheim. He's like a big Frankenstein monster who's a bit ridiculous, but it fits what we're trying to do. And then I want to go a little bit further out, and I want to bring in Gon. Isarugi from Rival Schools. Oh a my god, type he's gone way out there now. I know, wow. I know. And then I'm getting into Power Stone. Oh my god. There's like Galuda and Gunrock. Power Stone is a wonderful, wonderful series of games, but there's only two of them, and we've never heard from these characters again. But I think these characters would be amazing amazing characters for a wrestling game and it just spans how over the top this is and how all-encompassing this is. And then we can get into one of my favorite picks, and I think the most ridiculous one on the list, Spark Mandrill. Because if you're going to give wow. some love to Mega Man, you better give some love to Mega Man X. And what would be better than having someone as ridiculous as Spark Mandrill as an unlockable character? You better hope no one has shotgun ice, so those, those uh, matches going to go fast. Real fast. Maybe, maybe Chill Penguin's his manager. <laughs> oh my god, please make that happen. Yes, <laughs> well, absolutely. making the game, this is how it would happen. And I have some special guests here who aren't Capcom characters. They're actually um, Arika characters, but I don't care because they've showed up in Capcom games before that were developed by Arika. But I well, think when be- you say special guests, are these your are these your unlockables, or are these are still on the main roster? I think I had I didn't put any idea here for whether or not there would be any sort of DLC. I I just oh, was okay. Like, these Thank you. Should be in. Yeah, I like we hate like- DLC. I only like DLC when it really improves upon the game or it adds extra stuff to the game after the game is finished. I want to be able to buy a finished game when I buy it. If there's extra stuff you throw in that I can buy and play like after the story, that's more stuff. Awesome. But I want enough stuff in the game to begin with. And I love the character Skullomania. I think Skullomania is ridiculous. I think he's over the top. I think his whole story's silly and he wears a weird skeleton suit. But I think in a wrestling game, you need kind of like that shoot fighter, gra- like quick grappler type character. And I think he's great. And I also really like the big strongman Darun from Street Fighter EX+. Plus. Oh, yeah. I think he also fits really well. He does a lot the of big chest moves. hit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got, the, he's got that wrestling feel about him. He's a big wrestler. And then you have characters that aren't selectable to play as, but I think it would be really crazy to have some boss fights or like these kind of like weird boss matches where you're fighting like the tyrant or nemesis from resident evil but i'm gonna roll with it so that's my roster and i think so what a great roster i wanted to pull from everything and i think now i don't have enough creativity to come up with new characters to add to this but i know that if capcom was to do something like this they would definitely bring in some new characters or create some new characters that take place with that live within this world and i also kind of wanted to cross over i wanted to be part of kind of like the street fighter universe i want this capcom wrestling association to exist kind of within the street fighter universe so that these characters have a connection to what's out there love it so pretty much 
I wanted to play like a wrestling game, right? I wanted to play like an arcadey wrestling game, a little like a fighting game, but I want a distinction. While I love the Capcom fighting games, I think it would serve us best to tone down the fighting a little bit, mix it up with some fun wrestling. I like the use of health bars. They definitely work, but I think they should represent your level of exhaustion. And the further down your bar is, even if it's like multiple bars and like multiple colors, the easier you become to pin. And I think the normal wrestling control should be there. I think you should have your strong attacks, your weak attacks, your light grapples, your strong grapples. And you should be able to like run and dash and climb the turnbuckles and get out of the ring and get weapons and jump off stuff. I think all that stuff needs to be there. I think it just needs to be easy to grasp, not super technical, and fun, which is also why I think taunts should be a very, very, very important aspect of a game like this. And that allows you to build your finisher meter. I think there should be, you should have a health bar, then you should have like a signature or special move bar that you can use to kind of use some of your signature moves, like not like something that is a finisher per se, but like when Undertaker walks on the ropes, that's not a finisher. That's just a signature move that you know the Undertaker does. His choke slam is a signature move that you know the Undertaker does. But his real move, his finisher, is the tombstone pile driver. So I think that you have a separate meter, kind of like the ultra meter you had in Street Fighter 4, that builds up over time as you're doing well in the match and as the crowd's getting behind you that you can eventually exhaust and use to pull off a finishing move. And each character should have a finisher whether it's Blanca electrocuting you in a, in a Blanca grapple hold or Zangief doing the final atomic buster or Gutsman, you know, Gutsman probably has like a giant power slam that he slams you into the ground with. Just something that just like, oh, just has that weight and that feel to it, you know? Oh, yeah. And I think that's a big deal. I think that's a big part of the game. It has to be fun to pick up, like you were saying before, fun to jump into and play. And while I do want a story mode, I don't need to be bogged down with it. If I just want to get into a versus mode, I should be able to do that. But that being said, I want a story mode. I want a story mode that takes the player through a bunch of different matches and tells kind of like this overarching story. I want it to be simple of this Capcom Wrestling Association. And it helps you unlock wrestlers that you don't have access to at the start. But it also allows the player to play as every character and kind of get you used to how the characters work and how the game works. And like I said before, I kind of want Rainbow Mika or Armika to kind of be like the main character or the poster child for this game. But not every match has to be about her, but I would love to have her story of her rising through the ranks. And like every other wrestling game, there needs to be multiple modes. So we have the story mode. And then I want there to be kind of like a road to championship mode. And then each character has like their own little arcade style road that you can go down to unlock some sort of belt for them or maybe to get them some extra custom or maybe some extra taunts or maybe even an extra finisher if you want. And then I think it would be awesome if there were belt matches. Everyone has a different save file. Jordan's save file is different from my save file. In Jordan's game, Zangief is the world heavyweight champion. In my game, it might be someone else because while we have set champions, maybe when the game starts, you can jump into these championship belt matches and you can change it up however you want. You could do it against a friend. So a friend could come over and say, well, I see that Zangief's your champion. Well, I'm going to beat him with Hagar right now and if he wins your game changes to have Hagar as the champion that's great that's a really that's a a cool idea I think that that inspires something really neat there for the art style for these games do they all adhere to one or do they just take the art style from their original games just kind of blended together I think the art style should be kind of uniform right I think these characters I think Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5 do a really good job at the art style. So that's the one you would kind of transform everyone into, that SF4? I think SF4 really nails it. Okay. I would love it to have... Oh my God, I would love to see Gutsman and SF4 graphics. My God. It's so good. And in Street Fighter 5, you have some characters, like I think there's a version of Balrog who's dressed as Gutsman. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. And that was Very kind cool. of my idea for including Gutsman in this game. Love it. Was, to, was that. But like, that's the type of thing. I would love like, a really cool Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5 art style, somewhere in between that, that really plays up how colorful and how fun these characters are. And I've got some ideas for belts, but, you know, obviously you have your championship belts and you have your tag team championship belts. I would love something that's akin to hardcore, just like five or six belts that your characters can win. And when you select them in versus mode or another mode, it comes up that they're the champion of whatever division that that they have the belt in. And then obviously you just have a basic match mode, right? You have a match mode where you can jump in and you could play any of the different types of matches, like one, one versus one. 
tag team, tornado tag, handicap matches, no rules, cage matches, everything you'd expect from a wrestling game. And I want all of this to be available online as well. Obviously, you should be able to play with people online. I think that's the best. Oh, yeah. That's the most fun aspect of for some people of a Needs fighting to game in general. I think you need to be able to play these games online. So that's like all I got in terms of like the modes. But I know that you have a very special survival mode that you want to talk about right now. I think after you've, you've played through the game as, yes, Blanca, and you've reached the end of his road, as you described, and he is now the world champion or, or whatever, you should be able to unlock a mode that you can play through that is, is most akin probably to like one of the, the survival modes from one of the earlier iterations of Street Fighter. So I, I've been tossing around what this would look like and how <laughs> best to do this. And what I thought is you would basically follow a storyline where you... You, you essentially play through an alternate version of this game. So in this, Blanca is not out for the belt or anything. Basically, he has one consistent health bar that is going to carry him through each new stage. And here is the story. As we know, or as you may not know, I don't know how well you know Blanca. Blanca's original origin story is that his Amazon adventures led him to, he got into a plane crash and he was attacked by electric eels and he got these powers and he transformed. Uh, other games changed that story. And at the end of Street Fighter 2, he's reunited with his mother. So it's many years on from that. And we're, now we're in, you know, this game. His mom is sick and he doesn't have health insurance. That's the plot. Okay, so no health insurance for Blanca. His job doesn't cover it. And she needs this very specific medicine. So I've stolen the plot from Balto. Yeah, the dog movie. And uh, what Blanca needs to do is he needs to go find this like really specific medicine. So he's going to fight through 10 sort of randomly generated fighters from the game to get to the medicine. And if the survival mode, if I have my druthers, right, the survival mode is a little different each time you play it. So all these, all these might be a little bit different. So here is the deal. Every time he fights, there's a little bit of dialogue because he thinks that fighter has access to the medicine for some reason. And what I would love it to be is that it's always just some kind of really stupid misunderstanding. Like, he goes to fight Zangief, and he says, you have the medicine that I need for my mother. And Zangief's like, well, the, the pharmacy doesn't open. Well, it's Zangief, so the pharmacy does not open for another three hours, comrade, right? Uh, but then he has to fight Zangief. And then, like, I don't know, he goes to fight, I don't know, like, Hagger or something like that. And Hagger's like, I'll, I'll help you get the medicine. And Blanc is just unreasonable. He's like, no, I, you, will not, you will not take the medicine away from me and my mother. Like, like Blanc is just unreasonable as he's attacking all these people. And the gameplay would be that you only have one health bar. So you have to be like a Blanca expert at this point to know how you're going to deal with each one of these fighters. And every once in a while, the fighters will drop health that you think is the medicine, but then you realize it's not. So you just take it, you gain some health, and you move on. And the final fighter, uh, you fight him, you defeat them, whatever, it's great. They, they don't even have the medicines. You, you find out your mother got the medicine on her own, and it was, it was all for naught. But what was important was a son's love for his mother that he was willing to, in, uh, you know, to electrocute any number of competitors. I think that's some gold, my friend. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, that'll, that'll sell the game. Blanca survival mode. I think the Blanca versus Capcom survival mode is great. And something like that is not against something Capcom would do. It's <laughs> them having fun. I don't know if they would go for the health insurance plot, but I, I, think, I think that's solid gold. It's dipped in gold. I think calling it Blanca versus Capcom is just the icing on the cake. And I think that's something Capcom would totally do. Oh, yeah. No, I think, you could also probably operate as like a fetch quest where maybe the enemies drop like ingredients or whatever. This was a really dark idea I dropped, but I'm going to share it anyway, because why not? We're like, I think maybe in the lower left-hand screen, occasionally like mom's health bar comes up. Just like, how is she doing? And Blanca like looks at the actual health bar on screen and he becomes enraged whenever she's like not doing well. By the way, she's, I don't think she's deathly ill. I don't, she has like a cold or something like that. Let's, <laughs> this, this is her kids, okay? She's got the flu. Oh, I love it. I, I, I think Blanca, I always found Blanca to be one of the funniest things in video games because you have this entire series of games. Now granted, Street Fighter is over the top, and Street Fighter is a bit ridiculous. But you have all these characters that are like a master in karate or a master <laughs> yeah. in Muay Thai or uh, a master in like CQC, a wrestler. You have like, it's like early mixed martial arts, right? It's pretty much what, you know, you would expect. It's pretty much what we nerds who have know nothing about mixed martial arts would expect. 
you know, out of mixed martial arts. Like, oh yeah, it's like, going to be a kung fu guy fighting a, a sumo fighting, guy. A yeah. sumo guy. Yeah, that's that's what it's like, right? It's like Street Fighter, but it's it's obviously not, and that's a totally different sport. But it's fairly based around real combat styles. And then you have Blanca. A monster. Are you saying man. that's not a real combat style? He's a monster man from the Amazon who was brought to civilization by jumping on a truck to get some melon. Yeah, so? I'm just saying, I love it. I love it. I, he was the gateway He was the gateway to everything that came later. And exactly. for that, I appreciate Blanca. Blanca was the first Street Fighter character I used because the electric shock move was so easy to pull off. <laughs> well, that was it. So all of us just spamming electric shock before we knew like how to play anybody else in the game. That's that's how I beat. That's how I beat Street Fighter Two on the Super Nintendo. The you used him game. against Bison. I used him against everyone. I just electric oh shocked God. everyone, or, or I jumped on them and, and bit them in the fa- in the face. Sure, oh, another fun move. That yeah. was like some of the only little bit of blood that was allowed to be in that game. I know, I know. Nintendo actually left blood on Street Fighter Two. Actually, I still think the Super Nintendo versions of Street Fighter Two are better than the Genesis versions, and. You might want to fight me on that, people on the internet, but the Genesis version, Genesis just has the better controller, all right? Those games do not play as well as they do in the Super Nintendo. But that being said, I love Blanca versus Capcom. I think it's a beautiful idea and a really great, ridiculous way to tie together everything that we've thrown at this game so far with this kind of Capcom championship wrestling game or Capcom Slam Masters. And just over the top. Over the top. Over the top. Ridiculous. I want there to be a Royal Rumble mode, but you can't call it the Royal Rumble. I don't know. They can have some other idea, maybe Battle Royal or something. But in the end, I think this is something that would be a lot of fun for a company like Capcom to do. And we've seen Street Fighter games. We've seen Marvel vs. Capcom games. We've seen Darkstalkers. We've seen so many fighting games. But let's celebrate the long history of fighting games that Capcom has and their history with wrestling and wrestling-based characters because I would spend hours in a game like this if yes I sir this would be like a cool down every evening after work play for 20 minutes game before going to bed because nothing nothing to me is better than after a long annoying day at work nothing is better than sitting down and playing a fighting game or a wrestling game it's just it's something that just it uses different parts of the brain and while it is very thoughtful and you have to be thinking to do it it's just completely different it's just completely different, and it's just it's a total stress reliever for me. So I would love this, and I love Capcom, and I love wrestling video games, and I love how bombastic and ridiculous both of them can be, and I think this is the best way to honor both mediums and bring them together in something that I want to happen almost great, too bad. Great pitch. Love it. Well, are you going to be buying Capcom Slam Masters when I... Yes, but I'm immediately playing through Blanca's mode and then playing Blanca's survival mode for like 10 years and releasing like weekly strategy videos. How good would it be if that's, that's how you got famous on Twitch for playing Blanca versus Capcom. This guy just keeps playing Blanca and posting videos about it. <laughs> All right. So I think it's time to wrap this this show up. It, this has been a blast. This was weird. It was a little weird. Yeah, this is a weird one. So we apologize, but also you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome for the five people that are really going to get down to this. Oh, most people have stopped listening okay. by now. If you made it to the end, you get an achievement unlocked, sir. Well done. I would say if you made it past us first talking about Capcom and wrestling, I think you should get some sort of badge, like a merit badge or something. Sure. You're like, hang in. Sure. Like 10 minutes in when they realized what the episode was about, I, I think they were like, oh, oh no, no. Yeah. They were like, what? We're not, we're not talking about the mummy. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to listen then. Oh man. Emotep versus Capcom. Mummy versus Capcom. This could be a whole series. Capcom. Oh, listen, dude, you start off as just like a degenerated skeleton and every fighter you fight, you steal a part of them and then you slowly become the full mummy by the end of the game and you fight M. Bison. I love it. He's got your heart. Yes, he's got the heart and you have to fight him. I wouldn't put it past Capcom to make to not make Capcom versus just about anything. I love it. They, they would do, do Capcom it. versus breakfast. I, they, the, I don't the, think they care. <laughs> the office versus Capcom. I, the people would play it. You know I love it. it. You know Simpsons it. versus Capcom. People would play it. They probably there's would. You're Simpsons right. My God, game. we've unlocked an infinity yeah, of possibility. Simpsons, there's a Simpsons wrestling game, I'm pretty sure, out there. Or if there's not, there should be. So all these ideas have been thrown into this creative soup. And I think this is one of our strangest episodes. This will probably be one of our strangest episodes for a long time. But I love that. I love getting into the weird. I love hanging out in the, the strangest corners of the creative space. Because this is almost too 
hokey and ridiculous for even like the people that like weird stuff to like it's like it's like a special type of weird it's like oh okay yeah wrestling and video oh, games and- i forgot a vital question yes will there be a mingo oh i think that's unlockable be- unlockable i think that's got dlc be unlockable unlockable or dlc you gotta th- i think at some point you need a, a mingo needs to be in there i love i that love, I love a mingo I, I'm not. This is unironic love. Oh. I, I love Amingo. Amingo's great. He's a cactus. People can't see me. Only you can see me. Be like, I have a fully serious face. Oh yeah. I love Amingo. I oh, love yeah. Amingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is this is complete, complete. No, no joking around, man. Yeah. No, the sight of Amingo brings me unspeakable joy. Amingo is to me as Skullomania is to you. <laughs> By the way, is Skullomania in this game? Yeah, I mentioned them. Oh, thank God. All right. I mentioned them early on uh, when we were- I feel like you did not spend enough loving time on him. You love Skullomania. I love Skullomania, but I'm going to save my appreciation for Skullomania. <gasps> He's getting an episode. From when we talk about another- niche topic that i don't think should be brought up right now okay all right i look forward to this i don't even know what this is the audience now knows as much as i do yeah we're we're in the dark on this one that has been my pitch for capcom slam masters i want to thank jordan for saying to me i'll do this as an episode he agreed you agreed to do this episode. this is my fault this is this is no 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 this is clearly my fault but (laughs) I would not have done it if it didn't come if I didn't if it didn't come with inspiration from you with your idea with Blanca versus Capcom. And on top of that, the encouragement that I was like, yeah, I'll talk about Capcom wrestling for an hour. Why not? Who cares? Yeah, I love why it. Not? That's what this is about, right? This is about getting into the creative headspace and trying to figure out what to do with stuff that people love. For Jordan Hugh, I'm Mike Staub, and thank you for listening to yet another episode of How about this? Any last words, Jordan? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you once again for listening. Jordan, thank you, my friend. You're the best. Thank you, Mike. And we will talk to you real, real soon. And thank you so much for listening to that episode. Yes, as I said earlier, that episode was recorded at the very, very, very beginning. So there are some of the early episode kind of jitters and long introductions that we included in that one. So... Sorry about that, but thank you for listening to that episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope that those of you out there who are big fans of stuff like Capcom or Saturday Night Slam Masters would really, really enjoy that. So we had a blast going back and listening to this one, and we can't wait to share more of the Summer of Slam with you as we get further along through the summer, because this is going all the way to Labor Day everyone out there on the internet so thank you once again and if you like this episode please give us a subscribe on spotify or apple or google or whatever you get your podcasts on leave us a review write something nice or nasty because every time you do something like that it just increases our visibility and it allows more of the amazing people out there to listen to this show and hopefully enjoy it. And if you want to share with more people, please, thank you so much. We love the support we've been getting so far. And you're all out there amazing with your amazing ideas and your amazing support and all of the great messages and comments that we've gotten over the last 20 or so weeks. So you can find us on Instagram at HowAboutThisPod as well as Facebook.com slash HowAboutThisPod. We post a bunch of graphics and images and things like that all over all the time. You'll get all your updated shows that way. So subscribe to those and you'll be able to chat with us in the comments. And we'd love to see you chat with us in the comments. So once again, for Jordan Hugh, I've been Mike Staub. We hope you really enjoy this summer program that you got for you in the Summer Slam. And we will see you next time. And don't forget to slam. Slam.